another episode of the Black and White Men Talking Podcast. It's myself, Leslie Peters, with my main guy, Dave Wadsworth. Dave, how you doing today? You know what, Leslie? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here and talking to you because you're a good fella. And and there's a lot of a lot of bad fellows out there, but you're one of the good guys. And I really enjoy being with you. So well, thank you, sir. Look, you just you just make me feel so special. Look at you, sir. You are special. You're one in 7.5 billion. <laughs> that well, you know, that that means I'm pretty special then. That's that, right. That so, Dave, you know, we're gonna um jump in and talk about. Uh, something today that I think many people probably don't think about, um, but yet we're involved in it probably more. We probably are involved in this more than we do anything else in the course of a day when we add up all the time. Um, and so what I want to, you know, kind of focus our attention on today is the power of the like button, the power of the social media like button. And I think to set this up, Dave, I am going to uh, play a trailer of a, a Netflix documentary um, that sets up what we're going to kind of talk about. And then, you know, I invite you guys to definitely go and, and check this out sure. at a later date, um, the whole entire documentary. Um, but I just want to share this. I'm going to bring this up here. When you go to Google and type in climate change is, you're going to see different results depending on where you live and the particular things that Google knows about your interests. That's not by accident, that's a design technique. What I want people to know is that everything they're doing online is being watched, is being tracked. Every single action you take is carefully monitored and recorded. A lot of people think Google's just a search box and Facebook's just a place to see what my friends are doing. What they don't realize is there's entire teams of engineers whose job is to use your psychology against you. I was the co-inventor of the Facebook like button. I was the president of Pinterest. Google, Twitter, Instagram. There were meaningful changes happening around the world because of these platforms. I think we were naive about the flip side of that coin. You get rewarded by charts, likes, thumbs up. And we conflate that with value and we conflate it with truth. A whole generation is more anxious, more depressed. I always felt like fundamentally it was a force for good. I don't know if I feel that way anymore. Facebook discovered that they were able to affect real world behavior and emotions without ever triggering the user's awareness. They are completely clueless. <laughs> Fake news spreads six times faster than true news. We're being bombarded with rumors. If everyone's entitled to their own facts, there's really no need for people to come together. In fact, there's really no need for people to interact. We have less control over who we are and what we really believe. If you want to control the population of your country, there has never been a tool as effective as Facebook. We built these things and we have a responsibility to change it. The intention could be, how do we make the world better? If technology creates mass chaos, loneliness, more polarization, more election hacking, more inability to focus on the real issues, we're toast. 
This is Checkmate on Humanity. Scary. Yeah. Um, so let's, you know, talk about, I think, I think, so, you know, with anything, right, with new inventions, with new technology, with new processes, here's what I always say to people. When you have access to power, money, authority, influence, it doesn't have to be all, it could be any of the above. You also have a greater responsibility to do good with it. Right. right? And so I don't want us to lose sight on the fact of the positives of technology and what it does for us. But I think we have to be aware as facilitators and as users of it, as consumers of it, so that we don't get caught up in the wrong thing. Sure. Sure. Um, and and I think I think, you know, what has been kind of the case that, that people have been talking about is just that it's been um people have gotten caught up. Yes. Because they were naive to the 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 the, the essential essence of what social media was. And what I mean, we were just talking about a simple thing is you're going on vacation and you're literally posting pictures and going live while you're on vacation, which you essentially just told the whole world that you were nowhere near home. And That's then right. you know, when you come back home, your house broken into and those type of things. Well, you, I mean, it's basically uh -huh. just putting an ad in the paper to the whole world. Hey, I'm going to be out of time for a month. <laughs> oh, and, and I guarantee you it's a tool that the criminals use and they are thrilled to have it. Absolutely. Yeah, it gives them the uh, the opportunity or chances of getting caught. It minimizes that because it's like, OK, nobody's home. You know, I've got a better chance of getting away with this crime. But uh, but Leslie, this whole issue, I want to tell you, talk to you about, it. you know, our show is about black and white men talking. It's about us face to face, communicating, uh, asking each other questions, getting to know each other. OK, because right. as we get to honestly know each other we will like love and respect each other in a much deeper uh, way than we could you know by by being separated especially and and we see this in this technology how it is undermining that whole uh society or, or that whole uh i guess continuity of of humans you know it's just tearing us apart it's creating chaos uh, within ourselves, within our families, within our communities, and especially between, you know, people that we think we may not agree with. But we have proven, and we will continue to prove this, Leslie, that we have way more in common. We have way more to fight for as brothers than than we have differences. And and we need we're on the same team. We really are. And and we need to uh, to realize that. And we need to realize that we're up against an opponent here, the supercomputer, artificial intelligence, AI, which was solely designed. I, I think really in the background, these people that have developed this uh, in this documentary, which I think is really pretty good on Netflix. These guys are the heads or, or they've been in the leadership of, of Google and, and Facebook and uh, Twitter and, and Instagram, all this stuff. Uh, and they, they, they know what it's doing and what's going on and it's tearing 
people apart. And that's not what we're about. You and I are about building bridges, helping each other get to know each other in a genuine way and growing together. Whatever's best for each other. That's what we're trying to do. So that's why I think it's really important that we discover, you know, explore this. Well, Dave, when you think about it, what is the equalizer that that can prevent you from being torn apart from anybody or anything? What's the equalizer? Well, love. For one love thing. is one. And then the other equalizer is effective communication. Effective. Exactly. Because here's the thing, right? So I can't make you believe something that's not true if you know the truth. That's true. <laughs> but if you don't know the truth, I can make you believe what I need you to believe. Yes. Yes. Because the first stage of that is I simply have to create doubt. Right. Once I create doubt in your mind, even though you might blow it off in your mind now, there's a possibility that yeah. something is not right. Yes. So now I'm just going to keep playing that little, that little music. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you think about it like this, right? In radio, you say... Sometimes there's a song that's on the radio and you can't stand that song when it first comes out. But they just keep playing it, playing it, playing it, playing it. And eventually you like the darn song. Yeah. Find yourself home in the song. <laughs> it's no different. It's no different with social media. And so the problem that we have now is we think we know people. Right. But we know what they show us. True. We know what they want us to see. And and, and what I see happening is instead of taking that introduction, hey, this may be somebody I want to get to know and then proceeding to get to know them, we take the persona that they put out and say, okay, I know them. And then when we meet them and talk to them, and if it don't add up to what we heard, then we are disappointed, right? Sure. But you never knew them anyway. So right, right. It and that's the that's the problem or the challenge when you don't have effective communication because social media is a great tool but like any great tool it can be used for good or it can be used for bad exactly that's so a, I got I a good think, example for that oh yeah. go ahead I'm sorry no I, and I just think when we're educated and we have conversations like we're having tonight to make people be aware yeah. and think and cautious of things then we tend to make better decisions. Sure, sure. So here's a, here's a fact, right? So when COVID was at its at its highest point, we were all wearing masks. What were what, what was one of the productive consequences of that? Number one, it reduced the amount of COVID that was getting passed, but also nearly none of us had colds or pneumonia that didn't have like COVID or something. None of us just had. Those numbers went down dramatically. There was essentially like no flu cases for people that didn't have COVID. Why is that? Because you had masks and you was covering up. So what that taught me is, hmm, if you're going in the crowd sometimes, it ain't a bad thing to have that mask on because you don't, especially if you can't afford to catch a cold, you can't afford to catch, because germs pass. And I started thinking about when I go to a school, they got a bunch of germs. So I just wear the mask. <laughs> but, you know, forget COVID, but I don't want that nasty cold you got. Because your immune system is just going to knock it off because you're young. I'm yeah. older. I'm going to have a ton of time. So I'm going <laughs> So it's taught me something. So out of that, we learned some other things, but immediately 
when everybody resumed back to normal, everybody took all that mask. Look at what has happened to the flu numbers and the pneumonia numbers now. Back to where they were. But not with me, because I still be putting mine on, because now <laughs> I'm aware of something. So, again, I just think we have to keep having conversations like this. Great to have documentaries like this, because I think if we're aware, look, if you're aware that people are looking at criminals are looking when you go on vacation and you be like, okay, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't post that after I get back and say, man, I had a blast in it. That's a whole different thing. If you yeah. know that, then you make a different decision. And so now you're not a victim anymore. Yeah. But if you know that and you keep doing that, well, then you're just a fool. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just a foolish decision. That's, that's You're right. not a fool, but that's a foolish decision. <laughs> I've been uh, watching. Um, so I call that court awareness. Okay, I'm a, I'm from Indiana, so I'm a huge basketball fan. And by the way, we just beat the number one team in America. Yeah, you did. Uh, which was actually my alma mater is Purdue University, and they were number one. But I'm a Hoosier fan. I grew up in Southern Indiana, so I'm a Hoosier fan. And and we beat Purdue yesterday, and I, I'm thinking. That's exciting. That was a big in-state rivalry. Yeah, big, huge uh, state rivalry. But the thing is, I talk about court awareness. One of the greatest basketball players that's ever played the game, uh, we played him in high school, okay? And and if you ask Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, all these guys, uh, you know, who they feared, and a lot of times it was Larry Bird, okay? Now, Larry Bird was slow, and he couldn't jump very well, <laughs> but he had court awareness. He would make some passes that just, you know, now magic was magical. Okay. But him and bird and they would play, but, but bird played with a, a different level, different mindset. And he was just uh, a beast, but he, he had a court awareness. He knew where everybody was all the time. And it was just uncanny. It's almost like he had eyes in the back of his head. You know, and, and so that that's what made him da dangerous. Well, we need to have court awareness. My, my wife, she'll have these nice little cute little bags for coupons um, that she'll have in the car. And it looks like a purse. You know, I look in there and I say, it looks like a purse. No, no, it's just my coupon bag. I said, well, cover it up, put a towel or a blanket or something over it, you know, or stick it under some, a seat or something. I said, when a criminal walks by and he looks in there, he sees something of valuable, you know, that's valuable. That it could be a purse. Now he doesn't know it's a bunch of coupons that, you know, for, for saving money at Walmart, you know, <laughs> well, right. the thing is, yeah, he doesn't get anything, but coupons, but he breaks my dang window. And so I got to get the window fixed. Right. And so I tell my wife, I said, you need to think like a criminal, you need to be court aware that you're not the only person in the world. It's, you know, there's, there's more than just you and you got to think, like bad people think, you know, mean people think. So, but uh, I want to go back to the the uh, the tools. You're talking about this AI, uh, the social media, and and all this stuff. It has enhanced our lives. It's and I'll, I'll set it a ball game. I'll be there. I've been at Lucas Oil Stadium, and there's like seventy thousand Colts fans there. Well, okay, sixty thousand and ten thousand of the other guys. But the thing is, I look and they've all got one of these cell phones with them. I bet you there's not one in a thousand that doesn't have a cell phone or basically a computer in their hand. And, and the way I look at it, it, it is a tool. Okay. It can be used either for good or for bad. Okay. A criminal can look on that and see, Oh, Facebook, you, you're on a cruise. 
Oh, time to break in your house, stupid. Okay. I used to talk, um, I would teach Sunday school, high school kids. I have up to 100 kids on a Sunday morning, and we had the high school kids, fourth or um, freshman through senior. And, uh, and I tell the guys, the boys, I say, listen, I said, I said, pornography is a major problem for you young men, not so much for girls, but for the guys. And I told them, I said, that's the cell phone. I said, you know, the internet is a great tool for good, but it can also be used for a lot of bad. I said, it's kind of like a dollar bill. Okay. Money is amoral. It's neither good nor bad. Okay. It can be used you know, to help a homeless man, or it can be used to buy, you know, drugs or porn or whatever. Okay. Same with a brick. I can use a brick and I can smash somebody's windshield, or I can use it to help build a school or a church or, or, or something like that. And so most things are, 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 are basically amoral, but they can be used, you know, for really, really bad stuff. But on the other side, they can be used for good. We need to be court aware where we're seeing the dangers and we're trying to protect, especially our children. You know, uh, when we have young sons and daughters, we need to be the ones that police what they're watching and what they're exposed to. And we need to be smart and, and we need to be, you know, realize that we're fighting an opponent because those guys, that supercomputer, it's way smarter than we are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, especially if we don't realize we're in, in a battle, you know, um, I've heard guys talk about Andy Andrews, my favorite author. He says, you know, you need to play a game that the other team doesn't even know is going on, you know, and, and he talks about Michael Jordan doing this. He said, Michael Jordan, he would talk to the referees and he would know their names and he'd know about their kids and, and he, and he treated them really respectful and very well. And, and I guarantee you, he probably got a, a few little breaks because they liked him. He was extremely likable, you know. And so uh, you need to play a, a, a game where the opponent, you know, doesn't even know the game's going on. And these criminals and this supercomputer, sometimes we don't even realize the game is going on and, and we're getting our butts kicked. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. And so I think, so when we think about it that way from that perspective, it's about awareness. Like you said, just like Major Bird, he wasn't the fastest and that don't mean, and, and we don't have to be the smartest, but we do have to be aware. Aware. And that's aware. what we've tried to do tonight um, in this episode of the podcast, guys. And so just want to remind you that the power of the like button, but as much power as the like button has, it only has the power that you give to it. Ah, good. Right. And so you have a bigger power in your decision. Yeah. <laughs> decision you make, whether you're going to give that power to the like button or to yourself. And I just choose to give it to myself. So I love social media for all the positive things it does, the ability to connect and kind of keep up with what people want to show you what's going on. That's wonderful. Right. But if I really want to know what's going on with that person and it's somebody I know, then I'm going to engage in conversation, reach out, hey. Can we, can we schedule time to talk? Just love to catch up. Just love to hear your voice or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm going to get a genuine sense of, of how the person's doing. And same thing likewise for me. I can't just like their picture and, and assume they're okay and they assume I'm okay. We can't make these assumptions. Just this week alone, Michael Strahan came out and shared what happened with him and his close friend, Jay Glazer. And you, you look at Jay Glazer, who is a martial arts specialist, 
from professional athlete. I mean, he has everything going for him. He has plenty of money, but he's he was battling a deep depression. Yeah. And and Michael was like, dude, you've been struggling with this for 30 years. How did you not tell me? I could have been there for you 30 years. Right. You know, and so we that's why social media can't just be the 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 end all. It, yeah. it can't be everything to us because it's only here's what I said. Social media is the hello. It's right. the hello of the conversation. Sure. But you got to go beyond hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, Dave, I guarantee you, you don't get to the you don't get to the church, you don't get to the to the to the wedding, you don't get to the I do part with Blender if you stop at hello. That's that's true. <laughs> it takes more than hello to build a relationship. <laughs> And so that's that's my message that I want to really put out tonight yeah. is it it's not the power of the light, but it's the power of the hello and what you do beyond that. So yeah. it's the, really the power of you. Yeah. And so I just want to challenge you guys to take the power back away from the light button and make sure you retain that power and use social media for all that it brings to you in a positive way. Yes. And discard that negative stuff and make sure that you stay in control by the decisions that you make. And, yeah, and you talk about the the like button, and they talk. They explained this in this documentary, how powerful it is, and how it gives you uh, an adrenaline rush. You know, like a hit, like uh, what do they call it? adrenaline or, or not adrenaline, but um, dopamine. Like yeah, yeah. So you're looking for that, and they say what's happened, and the guy that designed this, okay, he actually designed the like button, okay. He's the one, and he says, you know what? It, we found out during the uh, research that it has created actually a lot of depression from people because they, they're hit with this rush all the time, this dopamine hit. It's like, almost like, you know, a drug. Well, and then he said that the, the suicide rate, they showed the suicide rate, especially teenage girls, 10 to 14, and then uh, older teenage girls, and it is, has skyrocketed. And it shows it right when uh, about 28 to 10 or so, when the social media came in, that's when the curve just went through the roof. Uh, and it, and it's caused a lot of, you know, personal, emotional issues. Uh, and then they even went into a point where they used it as far as chaos goes over in uh, Miramar. They used it against the Muslims, Facebook, um, uh, the, the, the local people there in Miramar, um, they uh, had a campaign against the Muslims and they drove out like 700,000 Muslims, but there were, they were burning villages and mass murders and mass rapes. Uh, it was incredible what was done through this tool, uh, which was supposed to be good and it can be good. But like I said, that brick can smash your windshield or somebody's head, you know, or you can build a church or a school with it. So, so let's use these tools correctly, but, but let's realize that this this tool or these tools now we, that we have are smart. I mean, they're not just laying there like a dollar bill that we can pick up and, and do something with. Man, they're just targeted. They're aimed at us. And uh, and here's one last point. I want to make this. I know we got to go, but they talked about, you know, you're worried about the computer being smarter than us. And when it gets to that point, we're in trouble, you know, because once the computers are smarter than us and then all this crazy stuff goes on but this one designer he had been with uh, facebook and stuff early on he said uh-uh he said when it gets to the point where it's it's stronger than our vulnerabilities our yes. weaknesses when it gets to that point 
then we're then we're game over. That's when we're in trouble. And he he said it's already past that point because it knows all our weaknesses. Because that's what it's playing on our weaknesses. It, you know, it's it, just like our kids. You you see our kids three, four, five years old, and they're playing on our weaknesses. I mean, they're like supercomputers running around. I mean, man, it's amazing how they study you and they can play on your weaknesses. And also they can play on the weaknesses in between the two parents. Yes. Um, and exactly. so it's it's incredible. It's incredible how they maneuver <laughs> around, man. And my, and my daughter is really good at it. Uh, <laughs> she, That's a problem she, with having a smart kid. <laughs> yeah, she can get me to do some things that I did not intend on doing. Well, you're a dad, and so you got a soft spot for her, buddy. I'm yeah, telling you. no doubt. So, but her mom, her mom, her mom doesn't play. She could be the tough one, but she gets the day out. <laughs> Way to go, Marsha. <laughs> well, listen, Dave, final words that you want to challenge everybody to do in regards to the social dilemma, in regards to, you know, following us um, in a podcast. Final words are yours, my friend. Yeah. Uh, just be aware, court awareness, you know, know, know the game you're playing and who your opponent is and, and, and just know who you are and be a genuine bridge builder in life. Reach out. Like you always said, Leslie, uh, meet a, a black man. If you're a white guy, meet a black man, talk to him, find out about him and you'll find out, you know, you got a lot more in common than, than you have difference. And the same, if you're a black man, reach out to a, a, a black gen or a white gentleman that you, maybe someone you work with, a coworker or somebody, just start the conversation because it starts, you know, when you talk to somebody, you immediately build bridges and, and maybe great friendships uh, and you both win big time. And it, but it starts with a conversation. So, Hey, Black and white men, let's get talking and let's get things started building these bridges, bud. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at Black and White Men Talking. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Listen Notes, uh, uh, Audible, as well as Stitcher. So basically, wherever there's a podcast, we're there. You can find us, <laughs> Black and White Men Talking. Like and subscribe our YouTube channel, please, so you get notifications when we upload a new episode. And until next time, we love you in the words of George Wallace. We love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. <laughs>